0: You're listening to All Things Photo. This episode is sponsored in part by Breakthrough Photography. So if you're in the market for an incredible filter, head on over to EldridgePhoto.com, find our sponsors page, and click the link to Breakthrough Photography. In this episode, we talk about my journey from Nikon to Sony back to Nikon. Howdy, folks, and welcome back to All Things Photo. This is episode one, and the title is There and Back Again. And in this episode, I really want to talk about my journey from Nikon to Sony and then back to Nikon and why I chose what I chose. It's not even scientific at all, but I don't think a lot of photography is. And I think part of the problem is, is that we're turning it scientific. Yes, you have to have the science side of it but you also have to have the artistic and the feel of it and the motivation and the inspiration. Photography is one of those weird art forms where you have to have both the left and the right side of the brain. If you subscribe to that idea, you've got to have both of them working together in order to produce something that is considered artistic or quality. For right now, I want to talk about why I swapped to Sony. If you listened to episode zero, you heard me talk about my previous job and that it was sucking the soul out of me. Well, it turns out that I think that's why I ended up switching to Sony. I had a D850, and I decided I wanted to go to mirrorless, and I picked up a Z7, and it felt good in the hands, but since I was changing to mirrorless, I decided that I was going to give Sony a try, because they were the leading, and still are, the leading manufacturer in mirrorless cameras. Picked up the Sony A7R 4 and I bought all the lenses, I sold my Nikon stuff. At least most of it I sold. Luckily, I didn't sell all of it because, well, you see where we're at now. But anyway, so I bought the Sony with the idea that it was going to rekindle my love for photography. Now, I don't think my love for photography ever went away. I just think it kind of diminished a bit under the oppression of, of where I was at in life. And I used the Sony purchase as a way to rekindle that inspiration and while gear can give you options and it can inspire you for a short period of time, I don't think new gear is what you can use to sustain the inspiration. So I picked up the Sony gear and I got it all and I started shooting with it and I have to tell you the Sony is an excellent camera. The autofocus is fantastic I don't necessarily like how it feels in the hand, but as soon as I added a battery grip to it, it was fine. And then it had that big 60 plus megapixel sensor and all of the features, the menu systems are, eh, you can get used to them, but they're not exactly great. But anyway, it's it. The Sony is very customizable. Overall, it was a fantastic camera. The files out of it, I call them crispy. The files are crispy. I'd say very scientific there's no real feel to them. And that's not what you got out of Nikon, really. You always ended up with, I don't know, I think better files out of Nikon. And in the shadows, there were there was noise. So when you went into post-production and, you know, you always exposed to keep the highlights and then you can bring the shadows up. And I would bring those shadows up and I would start to see noise pretty fast. And I think this is pretty much because of the sensor size of the Sony that we see all that noise. But still, I couldn't pull as much out of the shadows as I could with my Nikon D850. So I ended up putting the camera away. I mean, I went to West Virginia and I didn't even shoot that much in West Virginia. The files that I got out of it were fine. I was able to manipulate them okay. It just never had that real feel to them that the Nikon had. Now maybe it's because that's what I cut my teeth on and that's what I was familiar with and whatever the reason, I just didn't feel that the files from the Sony were as good as those from Nikon. Now I ended up with this new job and, you know, the haze lifted and life looked bright again and my first instinct was to get back into photography, but I picked up the Sony and I said, you know, this this just isn't what I'm used to. It's not what is familiar and what is good to me. So I ended up just on the spur of the moment. I sent it all to B&H and I said, here you go. Tell me what you'll give me for it. They did. And I decided that I was going to change brands. Now I gave Canon its fair share. The R6 and the R5 are fantastic mirrorless cameras. I did want to stay with mirrorless. So I, I was looking at the Canon lineup. The RF glass is wonderful glass, but again, I started with Nikon in 2001, and I kind of just felt like I wanted to go back home. So I chose Nikon. Now, if you watch YouTube, and there's a lot of YouTube out there, you'll find out that a lot of folks, most folks actually, hate Nikon right now for whatever reason. It used to be Canon a few years ago, and before that it was Sony. So I think they just always have to find something they hate, rather than just say that all of the cameras are good, find what you like to shoot, and shoot it. Anyway. They all hate Nikon these days, but in the same breath, they always talk about the Nikon files and how they're the best. Having been a Nikon shooter to Sony shooter back to Nikon, I kind of agree with that. I think the images that are produced from the Nikons are just a little bit better on the sensors and how you manipulate them. And I think the DXO marks and all those wonderful scientific tests would probably agree with that. But with Nikon, you're missing a lot of those features that Sony has or that Canon has. It's not as fast frame rate. Maybe the autofocus isn't as great. For me, since I primarily shoot landscapes, that wasn't such a big deal. Because let's face it, if the mountains are moving and you're having trouble keeping them in focus, probably taking photos isn't what you should be doing. Maybe running the other direction or making peace with the maker. Whatever your choice happens to be at the time. So why does Nikon feel like home to me? Way back in 2001, when I got serious into photography, I decided that I wanted a Canon A2E. That's what I had always wanted at the time. And I went into the photography store and I picked up the Canon. And I looked down and I saw a Nikon F100. I said, "Hey, let me let me check that up." He handed me the Nikon F100, and I had the A2E, and I I held each one of them in the hand. As soon as I picked up the Nikon, it felt right. It felt sturdy. I think it was the magnesium alloy that they used and then still use in most of their cameras. And it just felt rock solid. And so I just chose Nikon at that point based on the ergonomics of the camera and a few of the features. Back in the film days, they were all kind of just light boxes. So a lot of it was based on feel. You pick it up if it feels good and you can shoot with it then great because everybody puts the same kind of film in their cameras and that's the kind of results that you get the glass of course was important and nikon's always made exceptional lenses they still make exceptional lenses the z lenses are some of the best that you can get right up there with the uh, the rf mount and i would say sony is probably lacking a little bit on the lenses they're fine but i don't think they're up to canon and nikon standards So for me, the Nikon just felt right at the time. And that's what I shot with. So that's what I got familiar with. So when I went back to Nikon, that was my driving force was, how good does this camera feel in my hand? Does it make me want to get out and shoot? So it just feels like home. And that was my incredibly scientific reason for picking Nikon over all the other brands. It just felt right. Now, why the Z6 II over the Z72. Now, I know the rest of the world they call it Nikon, which is weird, and they call it the Z62 and the Z72. Well, I'm an American to the core. So, we're going to go with Nikon Z62 and Z72. So, why the Z62 over the Z72? Well, obviously, going from Nikon to Sony, I lost some money in there. And going from Sony back to Nikon, I lost some money in there. And of course, I get to listen to my wife say, I told you so. And she was exactly right. In the beginning, she said, just get the Nikon because that's what you like. And I was like, no, I'll just get the Sony. I'll, I'll be up there with everybody else then. And she was completely right. And I get to hear that on a pretty regular basis and will until I get all the lenses that I want and probably some after that. The Z6 II cost was a factor. I was looking at both. The Z62 Z72 looking at the sensors. I like the Z72's 45 megapixel, the same one that was in the D850. I do like that. I do like the 6 tube because of the ISO performance with a 24 megapixel full frame, you'll get better ISO performance. So that was also a bit of a factor. But that thousand dollar difference put me a thousand dollars closer to getting a new lens. And I think the lenses are by far the most important part of your camera kit because camera bodies come and go, lenses last for a very, very long time, unless you drop them in the water down the side of a mountain. But that's another story for another day. In my opinion, Nikon's race isn't run. If you watch all those YouTube doom and gloom folks, they talk about how Nikon's going out of business, how all this is, you know, it's the end of Nikon as we know it. I don't subscribe to that because I look at the company and I see them, yes, I see them closing factories and I see them restructuring their organization and moving factories and doing all this stuff. But companies that are going out of business don't restructure. Companies that are looking at the industry and saying, hey, we've got to evolve here. We're not doing this fast enough. And I I agree they're not doing it fast enough, but I think they're working on that. What the company is doing, the restructuring and the refocus, I think all of that tells me that they're not gone yet. I chose Nikon again because of the cost. Again, I chose Nikon because of how it feels in my hands, and I really don't think the company is going anywhere right now. If they go out of business, then, well, looks like I'll probably be switching to Canon. But until then, I will shoot Nikon until it's gone. I think partially because my wife might shoot me if I change camera brands again. Anyway, ISO performance of Z6 II is exceptional, and it's got faster shutter speeds for those times that I might want to shoot wildlife. I shoot my kids hockey ever so often, and in hockey situations, just like wildlife, the light isn't great, so you have to raise your ISO, and you've got to do all those things and. Of course, when you're shooting wildlife and hockey or sports or anything like that, the faster frame rate is a good deal. You have more choices to choose from at the end of the day. I'm also planning on saving the money for the Z9 when it comes out, but chances are it'll take long enough to save the money that it will probably be the Z9 II that I end up picking up in the future. But that's that's my focus. But until then, the Z6 II will do just fine. It'll do my landscapes. It'll let me shoot wildlife and sports. It's a very versatile camera. It's got good video capabilities. So that's why I ended up with the Z6 II. So that brings us to the end of There and Back Again, episode one of All Things Photo. When you get a chance, send me an email, jason at eldridgephoto.com. Let me know what you think about this episode, about my choice to go from Nikon to Sony, back to Nikon. Let me know what brand of camera you shoot and why you've chosen what you've chosen. So until episode two comes around, get off the couch, grab your camera, escape, explore, and create.